Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 11, page 354. In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye then to my soul that she should flee as a bird unto the hill? For lo, the ungodly bend their bow, and make ready their arrows within the quiver, that they may privily shoot at them which are true of heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's seat is in heaven. His eyes consider the poor, and his eyelids try the children of men. The Lord approveth the righteous, but the ungodly and him that delighteth in wickedness doth his soul abhor. Upon the ungodly he shall rain snares, fire, brimstone, storm, and tempest. This shall be their portion to drink. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance will behold the thing that is just. Help me, Lord, for there is not one godly man left. For the faithful are minished from among the children of men. They talk of vanity, every one with his neighbor. They do but flatter with their lips and dissemble in their double heart. The Lord shall root out all deceitful lips, and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Which have said, With our tongue will we prevail. We are they that ought to speak, who is Lord over us. 
now for the comfortless trouble's sake of the needy, and because of the deep sighing of the poor. I will up, saith the Lord, and will help every one from him that swelleth against him, and will set him at rest. The words of the Lord are pure words, even as the silver which from the earth is tried and purified seven times in the fire. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The ungodly walk on every side, when they are exalted, the children of men are put to rebuke. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the eighth chapter from the prophet Amos. Thus the Lord God showed me, Behold, a basket of summer fruit. And he said, Amos, what do you see? So I said, A basket of summer fruit. Then the Lord said to me, The end has come upon my people Israel. I will not pass by them any more. And the songs of the temple shall be wailing in that day, says the Lord God. Many dead bodies everywhere, they shall be thrown out in silence. Here, this is what who swallow up and the needy and make the poor of the land fail, saying, When will the noon moon be past? What will we sell that we may sell grain, and the Sabbath, that we may trade wheat, making the ephtha small and the shekel large, falsifying the scales by deceit, that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, even sell the bad wheat. The Lord has sworn by the prophet pride of Jacob, surely I will never forget any of their works. Shall the land not tremble for this, and everyone mourn who dwells in it? All of it shall swell like the river, heave and subside like the river of Egypt. And it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord God, that I will make the sun go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in the broad daylight. I will turn your feasts into mourning, and all your songs into lamentation. I will bring sackcloth on every waist and baldness on every head. I will make it like mourning for an only son and its end like a bitter day. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of the hearing of the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea and from north to east. And they shall run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. In that day the fair virgins and the long, strong young men shall faint from thirst. Those who swear by sin of Samaria, who say, As your God lives, O Dan, and in the way of Beersheba lives, that they shall fall and never rise again. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaid. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, 
and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the fourth chapter of Galatians. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage unto the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. But then indeed, when you were not known, but then indeed, when you did not know God, you served those which by nature are not gods. And now after you have known God, or rather are known by God, now it is that you sit that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage. You observe days and months and season and years. I am afraid for you, lest I have labored for you in vain. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou, thy servant, depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light in the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord God, who seest that we put not our trust in anything that we do, mercy grant that by thy power we may be defended against all adversity, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, 
may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The one common um, prophetic theme of which there certainly has been no shortage in Amos is that of idolatry. And there's a lot to be said about idolatry, but one very significant point is that we are formed by, that is, we, as has often been said, we become that which we worship. And the thing I think, a point that's being made about idolatry is that the thing about gods and idols and other pursuits that occupy that central place in your life is that they don't place the same sort of moral demands of justice on you. So when you follow after these things, you're led in a way into a sort of stunted moral state. And this is what has happened to Israel. And it's also what happens to us. So we struggle actually with the same sin that's the primary accusation against Israel in this chapter, and that is an all-out pursuit of economic gain. And with that, then, it's the moral allowances that we give to ourselves in that pursuit, which often leads to, as it did here, it leads to exploitation and then oppression of others. Now. Admittedly, maybe we haven't done exactly what Israel did, but the underlying question here that I think is relevant for us is the simple question of, is our religious devotion, that is, is our seeking of the Lord indeed more important to us than the God of financial gain and financial security? We have to be honest with that, and it's just a continual thing for us to reflect on, I think, especially in our context. So then in our second lesson, Paul here in chapter four of Galatians is expressing his concern for the Gentile, or excuse me, for the Galatians. And he doesn't understand why the people in the church there would want to go back to their prior state of bondage. So what Paul does here then is he reads the history of Israel as a story of a minor who has grown to maturity and now is ready then to receive the fullness of his inheritance. So after the exile, with this image that Paul is using, Israel was seen as a rebellious son. So a rebellious son then, who has now grown to maturity and is ready to receive his inheritance. Um, the thing about Israel, though, is the the back in excuse me in the old covenant after the Exodus. There was a temporary state of being under a guardianship, which Paul likens to the Mosaic law. So Israel was placed under this guardianship with all of the um, disciplines and curses of that covenant. So Paul's point is that the coming of Christ now marks the appointed time when all of these curses, when the ceremonies, etc., of the law is to be set aside and the full inheritance of sonship is now to be received. So it doesn't matter if it's a Jewish person um, or a Gentile person. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a Jewish person who is going back to this kind of bondage of the law. 
or a Gentile who was under the bondage of lifeless idols. Um, the point is that now in Christ, by faith, all can be adopted as sons of God. Often Galatians, I think, is portrayed as answering this kind of question, I think, in an oversimplified way of, okay, do I have to do anything in order to be saved, or can I do nothing and be saved? But I think this question really misses the point. I mean, we often read it through this lens, but it misses, misses the point, and I think it lacks nuance. The, the nuance is what Paul is getting at here, and that is, what does it look like to be adopted as sons? And this comes, yes, through faith in Jesus. And for Paul, that by no means, so having received the fullness of the inheritance of sonship, that by no means signifies a lack of, acti lack of activity, and it certainly doesn't mean a lack of work. So yes, we don't merit our salvation in the sense that we can't do a bunch of good things and then point to God and say, look, God, you need to save me now. I've earned it. But being a son, having received the fullness of the inheritance of adoption, it still nonetheless requires work and effort. God is calling us to something as his people, the most significant of things, to be his children. But we need to be faithful in the midst of all that, and that certainly will require effort. So we'll continue now with our intercession on page 590. Take a second, call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, and minister to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Father Kevin. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Hey. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye.